0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Dean Erica and thank you so very much for joining me for another episode of In Due Time. Today's topic is entitled A Mother's Love. I was watching the Tamron Hall show this morning and she was interviewing a mother whose son had been murdered and she the focus was on the relationship that the mom whose son was murdered, her son was in his 30s, was murdered by a young man who was 14 years old and the power of her words in talking about why it was just so important for her to reach out to this 14-year-old young boy and why she embraced him and why she even goes with the mother of the 14-year-old to visit uh, this young man in prison. And she kept saying, because he's a child. She also referred to trauma as being a disease and something that's eating away at us in our communities and that if we don't start reaching out to our children, how will we be able to heal the trauma and the suffering that they're experiencing? She also talked about just the power of how important it is to love. And this, as I was watching her, I really was filled with tears because I thought about I thought about my own son and my relationship to my son, but more importantly my relationship as a mother. Because I have an amazing daughter, in addition to having a wonderful son, and my relationship with my children are oh so very important to me. They are the most important relationships in my life. So it made me think about mothers and the relationships that we have with our children. Recently, a very close friend of mine, we have been friends since we were 7 years old, her mom passed away and I didn't know that until she actually posted it on her Facebook page. And I had known her mom for years, hadn't spoken to her in a very long time, but it was just the mere fact that my beloved friend, Michelle, had lost her mom. That was just heartbreaking for me because she knows my mom as well. And I, 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 I my mom is still alive and I, I, I think about what, what, what that day will be like when I get that message or that particular event of her transition to the other world takes place. And it hasn't happened yet and it devastates me. Can you imagine how I'll feel when it does? It made me look at how I, the lessons that I've learned from my mother, because this mom on the show this morning was actually talking about the way that her son was was actually the way he had learned to be from her and, I, and it made me think about what are the lessons that I learned from my mother and then what are the lessons that I have have taught my children what are the things maybe that my children would say they learned from me because it's one thing to think that you have taught something is another thing to be told exactly what it is that they've truly received. I found that to be way more powerful. So these were all the thoughts that were going through my mind when I came up with the topic for today's podcast. My mother and I over the years have had what I can only describe as while it has been absolutely great, at times it has probably been more contentious uh, than not uh, in terms of our relationship with each other. Our biggest bone of contention is actually my children. My mother has never agreed with the way that I've raised my children. And she always has something to say. And a lot of times it's nothing positive. It's more negative than it is positive. But when I tell her this, she becomes extremely offended. Extremely offended. Like, how could you? You know, really just feeling very strongly about why would you even think that when I'm going, but you are saying that and it is painful. So my biggest bone of contention and disagreement with my mom is really around some of the hurtful things that she says and has said over the years. Probably the biggest bone of contention is the fact that my son is incarcerated and even though he is incarcerated for something that he did not do, somehow no matter how much my mother says that to me, she somehow believes that he is guilty as evidenced by other things that she says to other family members or just even when I'm around but not directly within within her presence. So that has impacted my relationship with her to a great extent. At the end of the day, will any of that make me feel less sad when she transitions? No. Will I be heartbroken? Absolutely. Do I have great memories of my mom? Yes, very much so. Do I wish there were things that she had done differently? Yes. Do I wish that there were conversations that we had had that even now we still don't have simply because that's just not her style. She's from a different generation. Uh, My mom's 85. And so there are just certain things that she simply doesn't talk about. And as I've gotten older, while I understand it, it doesn't make me any less sad. One of the ways in which I very pointedly, specifically decided that I was not going to be like my mom was in the whole act of sharing. Uh, my mom, I was raised in the school of, uh, kind of do as I say, not as I do. Children should be seen and not heard. Um, I'm the adult. You don't tell me what to do. Um, you don't have a say so, uh, for years, I, I actually, my mom now granted, like I told you, she's 85, but my mom is only all of five, like five, three, five, four. And I always thought my mom was oh so tall. She just had this really great, strong presence. In, in my life, in our lives, me and my sisters growing up. And so it wasn't until I was like in my thirties, by now I have my two kids, I'm a mom, and, and, and I remember um, giving my children a choice about something. And my mother said, you know, I always gave you a choice. And I thought, no, you didn't. You know, I was like, no, you didn't. You, you gave us what you said were two choices. We could either do it the way you said, or do what I told you. And I cracked up because it that, that was that wasn't a choice. It's the same thing, just said in a different way. My mother was like, but those are those are two options. I said, but they're both the same. She said, Oh well. <laughs> and, and that was it. That was her that was her old thing. Oh, well, still in the realm of I don't need to explain anything to you. And nor did, I, nor did I expect her to, but I just thought it was just hilarious. You've got two choices. You can either do it the way I said or you could do it my way. It was kind of like, those are the two choices. I wanted to make sure that my children, yes, there are some things that they don't have a choice in and did not have a choice in, but I also wanted to make sure there was a balance where, where there were things that they could be involved in that they did. One of the best pieces of advice I got as a mother that I have held on to and practiced over the years was: is it going to make a difference 10 years from now? If the thing that you're being asked, the decision that has to be made, if the the, the outcome is going to make a difference 10 years from now, then that is how you weigh how you would respond to that particular situation. I got this advice from a very old elder. Um and it was amazing advice to me because it made me stop and go, all right, replay, say that again, and I processed it. Too many times as a parent, we tend to respond in the moment and and saying, you know, well, hey, no, you can't do this. You can't go there. You can't have this particular thing. Is this something that's going to make a difference 10 years from now? You can't pierce your ear. Well, your ear will close up if you decide 10 years from now that you don't want to have an earring. Different from, okay, I want to put a tattoo on my face. Okay. Nowadays, there is a way to be able to remove tattoos, but you know, think about it. Is this going to make a difference 10 years from now? Yeah. Depending on what it is that you want to get into. So a decision of getting a tattoo at say 14 or 15 or 16. Yeah. That may make a difference 10 years from now. So there are all kinds of decisions that can be made in terms of answering that question. How I'm going to guide you should really depend on Is this going to make a difference 10 years from now? What major are you going to select in college? Should you go to a two-year college or a four-year college? Is it going to make a difference 10 years from now? When I think about the relationship that I have with my children, I am, I guess, happy would be the best way to describe it, to say that... Even now, we are able to have wonderful conversations, but it took work. We have come to a place of understanding, and I learn from them every day. Every day, my kids are adults. Like I said, my son is in prison. My daughter is on her own. They're they are both uh, healthy, wonderful, amazing adults. And my son, even in that containment that he is living through, has learned. And so he is there for, he has learned how to navigate life in a different way than he would have if he had been home. So I had to really step back from the experience of you're in prison for something you didn't even do. I have not viewed it as I have been robbed of He's been in prison now for 12 years. I've been robbed of these 12 years of being with you. I choose not to view it that way. I instead choose to view it as you're alive. I get calls from you, I can visit you, I can hug you, I can hear your voice, we can share a story, we can share a tear, we can share laughter, I can share with you what's going on in television, you're still here, I can share books, articles, you're still here. There are so many mothers, like that mother who I saw on the show this morning, who their sons are not here, their children are not here, so I... I Dan Erica choose not to process my son's incarceration through the lens of what I have missed or what has been taken from me, but rather through the lens of this was the way in which I was still able to share with him. Instead of being six foot six down, he's six foot six above, he's here, and that means more to me than anything else my relationship with my daughter we are described as twin flames and it is an amazing thing because <laughs> she probably thought growing up that I was oh so weird and in coming into her own as an adult now, I look at her in her 20s and I'm saying, oh my gosh, there I am, that's me. The way she responds to certain situations, the way she even responds like in her relationships, sometimes with some ways in which she handles things, I'm like, oh my gosh, there I go, that's me in my 20s. Uh, Yeah. There are things that, as a mom, we don't share with our children. There are things that we will never share with another human being. That's simple between us and God. How that child was conceived, when that child was conceived, maybe how we felt about the father of that child. There were decisions that we made as our children were growing up as a child is growing up and you understand the role that you have played in the adult that your child becomes. For good or for bad, for better or for worse, you've played a role. It takes a lot of digging and looking to accept that the role that you have played. But the value and the wonder of that is that it's priceless. It is priceless when you're able to share that with your children. I also am in the role not only of the mother of two, but I'm the stepmother to three, and I am the, I'll call it the surrogate um, adopted mom of of over 10 others. Uh, these are actually mostly young men men who my son has met during his in in incarceration incarceration journey and just the just their willingness to hear from a mother's perspective about life and about what they're going through in there even out here their perspective on um how how i see things as a female growing up in this time and the experiences that I've had as a foreigner in a foreign land, America not being my homeland, and the experiences that I've had, especially as a black female. And when you say black female and then bald black female, you start to get into some some really interesting layers there. And so it has been a, a pleasure, a joy, and a learning experience to share with these other generations my experience as a mom. I made it very clear to my stepchildren that in no way, shape or form am I in their lives to take the place of their mom, who is still very much present. That's not my role. That's not what the agreement was between um, the love of my life, their their father and I. That wasn't the agreement. We agreed that we would be the parent to our respective children. And we have come together as a blended family, actually actually, quite well. We have uh, three sons, two daughters, and it's a very wonderful, very wonderful experience because they're all close in age. Because we all live in, in different states, it takes more coordination, actually quite a lot for us to get together. But we have thus far, been doing a really good job over the years, and I am sure it will get better in the years to come. Being a mom can be tough. You have to know when to hold on and when to let go. You don't want to miss the opportunities to share, to love, to care. You also don't want to hold on so tightly that you lose that child. You don't want to be so distant that they feel as if there's no connection there. So it's a matter of the right balance. Being a mom is probably the most challenging role of my life. Because for me, it has entailed coming to grips with who I am so that I can explain that to my children. And in, in that regard, it has made me grow tremendously. Being a mom to those who don't have a mother figure is an honor. It is an honor because unlike your let's say, biological children who grew up with you, they don't have these instances or as many memories to say, well, you're doing this now, but remember when you did blah, blah, blah. The beauty of this is that these individuals at this point that embrace me as a mom are doing just that. They value uh, the advice that's being given. They They cherish it. Some of them do have moms, but they don't have a close relationship with their moms. Some of them do have moms, but they can't talk to their moms. And so just being in the role where I can share with them and they can share with me, it's wonderful. It's great. It's a very, very rewarding role to be in to be that of a mom. I would love to hear from you mothers out there about the relationships that you have with your children. I would also love to hear from you, the adult children, about your relationships with your mom. What do you miss most about your mom? What do you love most about your mom? What do you wish your mom had done that you felt she didn't do? And what are the things that you wish your mom would do more of? How do you feel about your mom? What are your your best and your greatest mom memories? I would love to hear from you. So please do send me an email, info at dianerica.com. That's info at d-i-a-n-e-r-i-c-a.com. You can also visit my website, dianerica.com. Again, d-i-a-n-e-r-i-c-a.com. It has been an honor. It has been an absolute pleasure sharing this time with you. And I know that we will speak again and soon. And until then, take care.